Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. That's it. I'm not telling you the date. <laughs> Today's episode number 67, and we're talking about uh, we're talking about business ideas. So we're going to talk about um, our current businesses, or if we were to start over, would we uh, pick a different business or the same business, and what we would do differently? Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's let's shoot the shit. What's going on? Okay, so I actually had a totally different topic that I was going to talk about, which I'll touch briefly on, and that was that uh, Starlink. They sent up 48 satellites, <laughs> I think, last week, and 40 of them got knocked out from a like a interstellar storm or some bullshit, and it resulted in 40 of the 48 uh, getting destroyed, like coming back to Earth, blowing into pieces. It cost them 50 million dollars. Oh, but so that's interesting business story. Well, but it's 50 million when you're worth, you know, 100 and. 80 billion or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that big of a deal, but it's just, the, it's more like the impact of like, okay, well, how sustainable is this really? Like, we're uh, going to have our internet all across the, the globe with satellites. But was it going up or was it they were sitting there and they all got wiped out? I thought it was when they were going I think up. they went up, but they were in, the, I think they were in orbit for a small period of time before the storm actually took them out. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Didn't know there were storms up there. Space storms, I guess, huh? Yeah. So, so you got something but, Yeah, but what before <laughs> we, before the podcast actually started, we were talking about Joe Rogan getting in trouble based on a video Dan recorded, and it came up with Dave Portnoy. So Dave Portnoy found that there's three guys on Twitter that are actually targeting um, people like Dave Portnoy, Joe Rogan for stuff that they've done in the past. They kind of take it out of context. They're three brothers. Okay. And so he did an interview with them. I think it was like Monday night or Sunday night at midnight. And Dave Portnoy doing Dave Portnoy things found out that one of the brothers had a private conversation on his cell phone with the fiance of one of the brothers. And he used a racial slur in the text message. And during the broadcast where they're talking about all this, he's like, Are, is one of you uh, engaged to Alexi? And you just see the guy's face just go like, boof. He's like, oh shit. Like, what does Portnoy know about me? Yeah. And he's like, um, so what's this text message say? And pops it up on his screen. And it's a racial slur. And they just like stopped. And so, they just cut out? Yeah, they... Instantly. Dude. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, like with celebrities like Joe Rogan, right? Like, get like, obviously he wants to keep a certain persona, a certain face. It's like Dave Portnoy is a guy that it's like, he, and he will tell anybody, he's like, you fuck me once. It's like that bridge is burned and watch your fucking back. Like, I'm coming after you. Yeah. And I that's it. it. Yeah, and I think that's what's crazy about Dave Portnoy. He, he like literally gives no fucks. And like, I think Dan talked about this last week. Like, there needs to be more of him. And like, I do think Elon is like, like kind of flirts with that, but like he's also not like having sex tapes spitting in chicks' mouths and stuff like that. I think there needs to be more of it because like that's the <laughs> I didn't know that. that that's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just right in the face. It's just that that's the authentic that version one. of a person, right? And so you can't walk around and tiptoe on every single thing. Like if you're just you and your authentic version of yourself, like people like those people. And then you're always going to find the people that want to throw the rocks at the glass house or whatever, or whatever the fucking saying is. Yeah. I don't know it. People who live in glass right. houses who like to throw rocks. Yeah, I had a shrink say that one time I sit in a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and they're huge public figures. So it's easy to, to target them and want to take them down and all these things because they have so much influence, but it just creates division among people more than anything. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Barstool, that reminded me, did you guys see that uh, it was Nelly mm -hmm. 
And somebody who was with Nelly interviewing, it was another, I think it was another rapper. Uh, it was Nelly and another rapper and they were on like the KFC, whatever his podcast is. Um, and as they were going live for this interview, Nelly's like sex tapes got like dropped on the internet. So if you like look at Nelly's face, you can see him like <laughs> his face going like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, as it's fucking he was going, going viral, like live. Yes, as it was going on. Oh shit. Yeah. That's Which awesome. is fucked. But he didn't, he wasn't like, oh my God, like freaking out about it. He was like almost laughing about it. So I don't think he really gave a fuck. It was yeah. some fellatio that mm. was uh, happening. <laughs> a blowjay. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> did you watch the video? I did not. I just saw the barstool like quick little uh, blurb that that the one minute man does on there. Yeah, yeah I wanted to bring up something. Um, it actually happened a few weeks ago, but we've been hit and miss just with the holidays and New Year and all that. And I know we did some planning ourselves, but Gary V. Uh, he got on stage and he's like, "I made ninety million on his NFT platform, and only forty million of that was the initial sales." And and then he gets 10% royalties on every aftermarket sale that happens of his NFTs. And he's already made 50 million. So he made 90 million in 90 days off of his NFT platform. And it's just I crazy. How much that and, costs. and honestly, like it's it, I, I just I have this and hopefully we get somebody on to talk about NFTs a little bit, but it's like these people with extreme influence are capitalizing, which is fine, like capitalism in its finest, right? But at the same time, you have like a lot of people throwing their entire savings at things that could literally tank, but somebody's getting rich off of it. And I keep looking at all these things like, you know, you, you look at crypto, which I don't know enough about, but I know that there's probably a lot of listeners out there that do believe in it. I don't personally have any. And then after crypto, then there's NFTs and now there's the metaverse coming up and people are buying fucking real estate in the metaverse. And so it's like, when does that stop? These things keep flaring up of people like chasing money. But I think it's amazing. Like these influencers can just like turn on a button, spend about a month and a half on a platform and boom, 90 mil, which is awesome for Gary V. It's just really interesting. It's, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be chasing like fear of missing out and it's, get rich quick shit. It's awesome for him, but at the same time, like to flip the script, it's nobody can be sure. Like nobody can be a hundred percent sure. So if it turns out that NFTs are just a flash in the pan, it's like Gary Vee is fucking done. Like because at, like the amount of people that he was like, this is it. You know, he's like, you can look up, uh, you can look up the Wall Street Journal and New York Times back in the day saying the internet is just a fad. This is the new internet. Basically, it's like. He went so hard on it that it's like he literally, like you said, like he could end up fucking people if it is just, and it seems like it's not necessarily going anywhere soon, but it's just like to go that ham on something and like, but he's kind of an absolutist anyway. But you the know, thing is, he like, talks about with sports cards, okay? Like you guys know that I have a bunch of sports cards that I invested in. And he was one of the people that, that led into that. And I did it because, hey, COVID hit, it's a tangible asset. And it was fucking fun for me to do because. I collected cards when I was growing up, right? And I think there are a lot of people jumped back into it during COVID, but then you have somebody like Gary Vee, he would go out, he'll buy like a fucking Giannis rookie card PSA 10, and he'll buy a hundred of them or 200 of them or a thousand or whatever it is. And then he'll get on his, his page and he'll be like, dude, this is the next fucking card. This is it. This is the bomb. Everybody should be investing in this card. And then guess what happens? His millions of followers will go fucking buy that card, which creates a supply and demand thing, which jacks up the price, and then he can unload his shit. And it's it's technically legal insider trading, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. 100% and, what it and is. And, you know, I mean, hey, 
he did the work to build up the influence to be able to do those things. But like Elon Musk, for example, he can get on, he could go buy fucking a billion dollars in Doge. Doge and then get on fucking Twitter and be like, Doge is the future. Fuck everything else. And then all of a sudden, boom, he makes $3 billion overnight, sells that, and then starts over. And and that's something- If he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Not that's, that he needs it. That's something I think is interesting about the world that we live in now. Because like you look up a lot of, like say, your favorite sports athletes. Maybe not like a Tom Brady, but like, you know, most just sports athletes, you compare them to what we would consider an influencer. And these influencers have actually a lot more pull and- you know, like they can do more for a company than a sports athlete can right now. They can make a fucking 30 second TikTok and sell, sell it for 250 grand. You know what I mean? Like they're getting way more out of their buck for it. So I think that's interesting. It's the same thing Gary Vee is doing, but there's a bunch of micro influencers that are doing it as well. But I think that's where, I think the lesson with all this for anybody that wants to make a fuck ton of money off of it is you got to build your personal brand, right? Like that is... You have to build a business around your personal brand. And that's my segue into today's topic, Matt. Wait, but I had one more thing. Oh, well, I didn't care about your thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I care. Go ahead. So Peloton <laughs> fired 2,800 people. Yep. But they gave them free Peloton memberships. Yeah, so really. as parting gifts. Yeah. Well, the reason nice they're doing gifts. that, the they're reason they're doing it. that is to show... So they're trying to get pur purchased right now. So there's talks of Amazon, Nike, um, Apple are all in like a bidding war to buy it. So what they did by giving 2,800 people a free membership was say, oh yeah, they just upped their numbers basically. Yeah, so I actually, uh, I, I do have a little stake in Peloton right now. So I was telling Dan about <laughs> it yesterday. So I'm up like 13 bucks a share on it. Yeah. So I'm hoping they get bought out. It stayed pretty level today. I was hoping it'd like go over 40 bucks, but it didn't get there. So it's actually went, up since all the dramas happened with their CEO leaving this weekend. Well, yeah. So, and well, I wonder if that's common when a CEO leaves a company, does the stock traditionally go up or traditionally go down? Um, so I've actually done a lot of research on Sal. it, maybe because I'm slightly invested in it. But so from my understanding is it sounds like this might be like a total scam. So the previous CEO sold like $500 million worth of shares, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're like saying, oh, you know, Peloton's done. They're cutting uh, production of bikes and treadmills, blah, blah, blah. Right at This all came out right after the CEO sold $500 million. So what's funny is that happens. The price goes absolutely down, like drops. Well, that's a buying opportunity for all the other investors in the company. So it seems like weird, but if they know they're already going to get bought out and there's rumors that their earnings are actually a lot better based on a leak, so as soon as the earnings come out and it says, oh, well, Peloton actually did make money last quarter, then it's like, phew, yeah. stock goes flying up. It's a yeah. little sus. I mean, a little bit suspicious. But why would they shut production down is my question. If there's, if there's a serious demand as a business, you would be able to shut the production down. That's the part that I don't understand, but I'm also not. Raises an eyebrow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that being said, um, I, I don't have a better segue than that. I know, I, I fucked up. I, I'm sorry. It's all good. I didn't know you had anything. I would let you go first. It's all good. So we're going to talk about businesses today. So let's start with quotes. What do you guys got for quotes? I'll go first. Uh, so 
I have, in the business world, everyone is paid in two coins, cash and experience. Take the experience first. The cash will come later. And this quote is by Harold Janine. I have no idea who it is. Oh, you don't know Harold? No. Do you? Harry? No. Oh, Bobby, I, I actually saw that quote. It was, the, it was the second Google image. On the Google image? Yeah, yeah. it was the second Google No, it was Google a good image. one. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I did pick it out because I well, I liked it because, I mean... I always scroll at least three, I, yeah. three thumb, thumb flicks. Give it a page. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I know three. you motherfuckers are low-hanging fruit. Well, here's, here's why I liked it um, was because, I don't know, it just made me think about a lot of our conversations that we had uh, last night, which we had our, our mastermind. We didn't even know. fucking talk about I, that. That's what, I, I was kind of waiting for something like that to happen and I thought there was a master plan but we had our mastermind last night and with us talking so much and obviously we can talk more about it but the cash versus experience and there was a lot of times we were talking like earlier or yesterday we were talking about how um, there's a lot of people that they should go work for almost like go work for free like Gary Vee talks about it right like go intern somewhere for free so you can learn about whatever it is that you want to be good at and um, especially with a lot of people that are a little bit further into their careers like we are, it's like, yeah, we can't really just go intern somewhere for free. Like we need some money coming in unless we have something passive. But for anyone who's listening to this that's, that is in college or right out of college, like what better opportunity? And you probably will get paid nowadays. You don't see a lot of those internships that go unpaid, but yep. just go try and pick someone's brain and learn some more about this. And then um, the the money will come if, the more you learn. Yeah, so that being said, while we're on the topic, it's like we 100% should talk about that. We had a mastermind group uh, we had a, a bros in business. Um, yeah. And it was awesome. Like Bobby set us up with a really cool conference room. I think we had like 13 or 14 people signed up towards the end of last week. And then all of a sudden packed the house with 25 people. And that's with a couple people not showing up. Um, we're going to, we already got the next one set, which is March 8th. Um, and we should have a bigger venue. We're talking about having more structure, breaking off into micro groups to have little accountability groups outside uh, of the actual meetings and in the meetings. So you can do a, a check-in every month with your group. Uh, we're going to look to have a speaker. Dan, did you have some? Uh, no, keep going. Okay. We'll talk about it after the pod. It was just an idea that came up. Okay. Uh, so Don't share it with he's everyone. Gonna yeah, share it. Yeah. What's the idea? No, it was, you know, I think we have a lot of listeners that aren't in St. Louis. And so if we're going to do this, we could have a virtual group of 10 people that could also like hop in a Zoom together. Um, and and be that you know what I mean because if we're gonna break if we have 40 50 people that we plan to have yeah you know we're gonna have five breakout groups well if we get 10 of those to be virtual then and if anybody listening is interested then we'll get a virtual group to break out and work with each other on yeah I would say just hit us on Instagram if you're interested whatsoever uh there's actually a couple of people I think have already reached out that are just love the podcast love what we're doing but they're just not in the St Louis area so for sure reach out to us we can put something together we've already got the official camera shit anyway yeah. right and then we got rich showing up so the audio should be pretty solid right sure yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> um but it was really good so our our structure uh you know it wasn't anything insane but basically we just you know we we take a few people talk about any problems that they're having and what we're realizing is it doesn't have just to be about business it can be personal it can be professional it can be about family it can be about faith it can be about finances um, and there's 20 guys that sit there and go around the horn. You have a problem, you articulate what that problem is, and then you you're, you really talk about like what the goal is to get to, right? That gap, where you are as opposed to where you want to be. And then people sit there, ask you questions, um, and give you advice, and whatever resonates with you, we develop action items, and then you come in the next week, you talk about what you've done over that month 
to get to that next step. And then uh, this is the first time we actually had the feedback. Uh, and uh, Andy Cole, Andy Cole fucking killed it on he his elevator pitch. Yeah, he did. When he was talking about it at first, um, and he just kind of said, yep, I did it. I put some time into it and blah, 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 blah. And it I was kind of like uh, he it, didn't. Actually it didn't do seem it. like just... he. Well, it didn't seem like he wanted to. And then I think Bobby or one of you guys were just like, "Let's hear it." And then he just goes, "Okay," and popped up like he was fucking ready. Yeah, he was like literally waiting for somebody to call him out. And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> yep." And he stood up and did it. And <laughs> he so teed it up. what yeah. I thought was, I, I texted my wife or called her on the way back, and I was like, "Like to me, I don't know about you guys, but like it's super rewarding." Like what you're talking about when we did like checking back up with them. And like literally every single person was like, yeah, I, I actually did do those things. And like, this is like how it turned out. And I'm like, I told my wife, like, as like stupid as this sounds, but like, it's like we're, we're changing people's lives. Well, yeah. I think or, that's the grateful moment where it's like, and I said that before everybody showed up was I looked over you guys. I was like, remember when it was us three and nobody else showed up for the first book club. And now we have a room with, you know, 25 people filled you know we didn't even have enough seats last night yeah um, take take any event that it happens from 6 30 to 8 30 on a weeknight and it's a happy hour and people are just getting drunk and passing back and forth business cards and shit like that and there's there's no value to that right like no one is actually getting better in that setting you have people passing around business cards and that's fucking it whereas now you have a group of people that feel comfortable being vulnerable around each other yes do we have a lot of type a people in there that want to that love to hear the sound of their voice and they that but there's a lot of good okay, info there. It's, it's value, it, unless you're trying to sell. Yeah, which we, <laughs> we did which have one ever, of. Yeah, we, yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> for sure, either way. But here's the thing, is, is for the most part, like you see something, I mean, you're not going to get that anywhere else. So especially for people that are looking for something that's going to bring an insane amount of value where like, I don't know, for me, like I took a couple notes um, and I have one big takeaway that I'm, going to work on going into next week based on what John Gibbs said about his he's doing video SOPs for all of his guys on his production that was a crew. fucking money idea. And I'm yep. like and you know I've been toying with that for so long and then as soon as he said that I was just like why the fuck am I waiting? Like That's, this is so easy. That was my biggest takeaway too. I actually texted him today and so I've been pushing my brand a lot on Instagram, right? So one of my CNC like the manufacturer who builds the whole entire CNC was like, "Dude, this video is awesome today." Like out of nowhere. And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about uh, doing some videos of like how to, and then like, you know, you could put a QR code in your manual. And they're like, for sure, let's do it. So I totally stole that idea or Hell utilized yeah. the idea last yeah. night. And I was like, I mean, I'm not expecting anything out of it, but clearly that's going <laughs> to... That's a... John Sorry, might, dude. John might won 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, Priscilla. <laughs> yeah. Like, you and Priscilla always fucking grabbing the mic. Right, right, right. um, no, I, I mean, it, for me, it was awesome to hear everybody. And I think one of the, uh, one of the themes with the presenters was, you know, they're in a situation. They're wondering how to get into the situation they really want. And uh, so to like, loop back into quotes if that's cool yeah um, go for it gary v talks about like eating shit right like and this isn't really a quote it's just something he talks about is eating shit for 24 hours eating shit for 12 months two years whatever it is and what he means by that is like fucking work for free fucking work for cheap like learn the trade fuck up like you know what i mean don't expect to have a lot and i think the hardest like to your point it's very hard to step back um, from like, let's say you're making a hundred grand a year. It's hard to go to $40,000 a year 
you know, just to to launch your business. But the long run, yeah, it will be better. But I mean, it's up to the individual and what they have going on, family, you know, mortgage, things like that. So, um, but th- that was just a, a theme and it, it's, you know, so I thought about Gary Vee when he talks about like eat some shit. Yeah, to live in the of, clouds. Yeah. And that was, and that was, the, you know, that was for sure the advice for Sal. I know Sal got some value out of it, but to circle back, so Andy killed it. Uh, uh, Bryson, he came late, but it was cool to see how, do you guys remember how like almost stubborn he was last meeting about like, for sure. I, can't, I can't commit to hiring someone like, but maybe delegate. And he came back uh, a couple months later and he was like, yeah, I hired two people. I hired a salesperson and a transaction coordinator. And it was really cool. Like his team's growing. We see him in our office and that's fucking cool. I didn't hear, uh, who was it? Jordan? I didn't hear yeah. his update really, but it sounded like things were going well. It sounded like it. He's a little all over the place, but I yeah. Mean- that yeah, guy's super. Like, I mean, high, strong, like killer instinct. He was killer yeah, instinct. He, was, he was amped up he, yesterday, and it sounds. I mean, it sounds like he's got things trending in dude, the right direction. At twenty for twenty eight years sure. old, like how, uh, he he could use a little bit more structure in terms of like where he's going with his thoughts. But like he's, you can tell he's such a fucking smart kid. He's so driven. Like, and he's got. He talks about his background. Like he's got that fucking hunger. Yeah, like, and he's a hundred percent all in kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, like he's. All and in or he's all out. I always think I it's easier like. to slow somebody down than speed them up. So he's at least got that going for him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. We had a couple other guys come and talk. I, I agree 100% that like actually seeing people make the changes just because of a, a fucking group that we put on with like no real, you know, idea what the fuck that we were doing. It's it's for sure cool. And then seeing like the level of not only like the number is increasing, but the level of the group. Yes. is increasing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the people like Ben Mize is the, coming. The net like, worth inside there last night was getting bigger. Yes, it for sure is. And just like the conversations. And Bobby, who was the guy um, that you had brought? What was his name? Anthony? Anthony, yep. Anthony, Anthony Clavenna. Anthony. Talked a lot, but honestly, like a lot of it, it was just like, <laughs> it was a lot of like good nuggets that I pulled away from it. And an interesting thing, and just kind of like an admitted thing, like first my first instinct sometimes when hearing some of these guys like talk or kind of take over the room is just kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, like my this ego- This is my show. My ego kind of <laughs> kicks in, but then I'm like, okay, like this is what we needed, right? Like we need people to keep us on, like to le- like level us up in certain ways, whether it's public speaking, finances or whatever. Cause it's like A players want A players around, right? B players want C players around so that they look like the shining star, right? And I feel like we we did a really good job of pulling a lot of A players together. Yeah, no doubt. It was a good group for sure. Yep. Um, cool. So that was a, that's a recap on the the bros in business. Um, I think, yeah, uh, we'll have more information out about March 8th, but let's kind of get back to this. In terms of quotes for businesses, the one I pulled was, uh, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. It has n- nothing to do in there with actually talking about business, but I believe starting a business is a is the start of true self-education. You have you are learning shit every day. It's a roller coaster. There's constant ups and downs. Um, in order to stay in business, you have to keep up with market trends. In order to succeed in business, you have to be ahead of certain market trends. Like you've got to get ahead of shit. And it's like starting my like I've always been big on self-development on reading and shit. But it's like once I started my business was when I actually was like, okay, I got to actually do something with this information. So that was the that was the quote that I pulled. So the quote that I have was, success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. And I kind of pulled that because last night, at least two of the people, I felt like deep down, they really knew that 
what they're doing, they don't want to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And they're just waiting for somebody to be like, dude, just fucking quit or just fucking go do what your passion is. Like, they're just, like, you could see it in their face up there. They're just like, somebody tell me to quit my fucking job. <laughs> yeah. And I'll do it. But I need somebody to tell me. You yeah. fucking pussy do it. And um, it was weird because I had a conversation with Dylan this morning. And I was like, hey, you know, like, I've been thinking about this last night. And he's like, dude, I was up last night. And I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. And it's like, so it's like cool. Like, I, I once you take that action, you figure it out. Yep. And you just got to keep fucking moving. It's the getting past that inertia, right? Well, it's first deciding, right? Before you can do anything, you have to decide, which was Dylan's thing. And then once you decide, you take that first step in that direction. And then it's, you know, game over. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. yeah. You owe me Coke. Mm. What? Is that how it works? I, was, I thought it was a kiss. <laughs> okay. <No>. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> either one. Hey, so, so I got a quick. You got one. Little, yeah, it's more of a story. Both of Dan's it's quotes got, today are it's stories. It's a quote, a quote that comes from a business owner. So my boss arrived at work in a brand new Lamborghini, and I said, "Wow, that's an amazing car." He said, "If you work hard, put all your hours in, and strive for excellence, I'll get another one next year." <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Nice. That story. That's fucking hilarious. Um, do, do we go around? Did everybody have their quote? Yeah. Yep. That's okay. it. Uh, books in terms of starting a business, owning a business, business in general. What are your favorite ones? I had one that I just well listened to recently. Um, both of these actually, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. Great one. Um, and I'd never listened to that before, and I wish I would have listened to that whenever I was younger. I think it would have been uh, much more impactful. Uh, and then recently, uh, just listened to, or I'm almost done with Atomic Habits by James Clear. And just, I mean, the big thing, like one of the last chapters, he talks a lot about not missing twice. And recently I've been like revamped in my kind of fitness and my health and things like that. Um, and it's just made me realize that I've been a big bitch about getting to the gym and eating healthy. And um, same goes for looking at this from my business. Same from a business standpoint too. So I love those. Yeah, I talked about this book all the time, but the compound effect for me, um, and we kind of talked about it at the mastermind last night, where it's you know put one hour in, you know, a day for somebody that's trying to side hustle it, and then that compounds over time. If I don't do shit today and I don't do shit tomorrow, how can I expect anything to happen? Um, and I think Fursell even says it like, if you can't do something for five fucking days in a row. Like, why do you expect to have a fucking reward, you know? And so with the compound effect, I really like the fact that it's it just shows that, like, those daily consistent efforts eventually will compound and, and pay off. And I think that daily consistent efforts on your business, especially when starting out, are super impactful. Like, if—and if, if attacking the process with that, you know, sure. attacking the process with your efforts because it's going to be hard. Shit's not going to work out. But if you keep putting in those daily efforts— shit will start to come to fruition. As as long as you identify, it's those, it's Mm -hmm. identifying those good habits and then figuring out, okay, I need to do this every single day. Like that one, the one thing, like what's the one thing that I can do every day such that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. And as soon as you figure out what that is, and if you miss it once, just don't miss it again. As soon as you miss it again, you're starting, you're building another habit. It's just a bad one. Yeah. And I I think Michael Phelps even said like us, like he would train every single day. Cause if you took the other swimmers would take a day off or two days off and it it takes you like three days, three days to recover from that. So like you can't miss a day. And I feel that in my business, I feel like when I take it easy and I don't give a hundred percent, like taking one day off takes me two or three days to get back that momentum I had at the end of a really good week, you know? And so that's why a lot of times I'll just fucking go to a coffee shop on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and just 
do either some admin or whatever. Even if it's an hour a day, at least I keep that momentum going a little bit um, and I don't get disconnected from my work. But for some people they need, uh, it's better for them to have a couple of days off to get refreshed. Yeah. For me, I yep. have to keep going. I feel you there. Uh, book I picked was Built to Sell. I've talked about it a couple of times, but um, you don't, I mean, yeah, I believe it, it, you don't put it into application until you have the business for a little bit, but in terms of how to structure the business that you're building, it really differentiates. Well, I think we talked about this last night, the, the, the difference between creating a job for yourself and actually having a company and being an entrepreneur yeah. and creating something that's uh, buildable, scalable, and sellable. Even if you don't have the intention of selling it, it's putting those processes in place. So it's like other people are working on in your business, right? Yeah, in yeah. your business, and you are working on your business, yes. worrying about strategy and scaling. And it opens you up to do things like shit that we always talk about, build multiple streams of income. So you can start another company that might either help that or in a completely different industry. So you're not reliant on one specific company. And so I actually, I didn't pull, I didn't pull a book for this one. I pulled a podcast because okay. it's been, uh, I've been listening a lot to Sam Parr's podcast, My First Million. I don't know if you guys have heard that one yet. Um, and the one I listened to was, I think it was from last week with a Noah Kagan. I think he owns HubSpot. Oh, really? Yeah. And they actually talked in depth about like some really super interesting things about starting a business and like people who have done things that like you wouldn't even think about. Like this Noah bought up all the WordPress plugins. Like he bought up like the top 1,000 for like a thousand bucks a piece and then like flipped them for like 10 grand or a hundred grand. Or he just monetized them where he's making millions and millions of dollars off of a free WordPress plugin that have buy options inside them. So um, that's why I picked that one because I think there's a lot of businesses that are going to be coming out in the next five years that really essentially don't even exist right now, especially with crypto NFTs. If that chain keeps keeps going, it, just blockchain's not going anywhere eventually. So hmm. I think there's going to be a lot more lifestyle type businesses where you everybody is almost a freelancer because they weren't getting paid a certain yeah. wage. Like you look at the great resignation going on right now and I think you're going to start to see, well, fuck, I, I'm i a digital marketing person at XYZ Marketing Agency. Why don't I just go fucking do this for five clients? I'll make the same amount of money. I'll do all the work. I'll do all the account management. I won't ever scale it up, but I'll make what I'm making now and I make my own rules, you know? Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of that I think has to do with I think we've touched on it before, but it's just the idea of so many people were just happy to still have jobs during COVID when everybody was worried about cutting jobs that it's like, okay, now that it's like, all right, our jobs are safe and we're growing again. It's like, where's those fucking, where's that raise? Where's that raise? I still fucking produce, even though, you know, a lot of people were at home in their pajamas. Well, also the raises aren't keeping up with inflation now too. No, you know? 6%. They, companies still giving 3% and compared to 6% inflation, but it's like, you, so that's not even a raise. Yeah, even but, if they give I mean, you a 6% raise, it's not I a mean, raise. We're, we're also all business owners and it's like, it's also a tough nut to swing sometimes to like get For somebody. Sure. So like, it's just a weird time. Cause like, I look at that as like, okay, well, are these guys going to take a pay cut when it goes the opposite way? No. No. You know? No, but I, I mean, is inflation going to go down? You know what I mean? Like, is the dollar going to get that much stronger in five years? So maybe, you know, I, don't, I think I, everybody's going to get paid more I do, five years from now. I don't know. I, I do think that there's a lot of talk the about... dollar's just not worth as much. But I, we're trying to onshore a lot more things. Like Intel just did like what, like an $8 billion build for microchips in Ohio. 
Um, so I just think that there's going to be, I think if we onshore more things to back to America, don't get me wrong. There's some things that a little Chinese kid is just way cheaper at, way better at that we cannot bring back. What like it's fuck? it's not coming. <laughs> it's, not slightly insensitive. Yeah. it's the truth though. It's the truth. I mean, you're not, it's not coming back. There's no way like that kid and his family need to eat too. And we can't bring all that stuff back. But the more stuff that we onshore back to America, the stronger the dollar is going to be. That's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, and, but will he get, my question to you and, and not to get too far down this rabbit hole is like, go back to 1920 to now. Our dollar is never, we're never going to buy a five cent pack of gum ever again. Yeah, right? that's a relative position though. Like, I don't think that. I mean, is, but the dollars never came back stronger. I'm talking, that, to that I'm talking more in like a general consensus of United States, US dollar versus your yeah, yen or your against, yeah, yeah that's fine that's but what, what i'm, I'm saying about. is is like the the wages that we pay like you know real estate's going to continue to go up as it has you used to be able to buy a house for what five grand and now it's you know 500 grand or whatever and then you used to be able to buy a car for three grand brand new you know what i mean like all these things have increased over in price and i think that wages are just going to keep doing the same regardless of what you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they're I'm, not going to take. There might be a bigger percentage sway in that. So, like, if you look at okay, yeah, a car costs three thousand versus thirty thousand dollars. But what was the value in comparison? Like, what percentage difference was there from nineteen twenty to two thousand twenty two? Percentage difference in regards to like what? bang for your buck. So yeah, things are yeah three thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars. Well, that doesn't really justify a difference, no, like because everything like, comes up with it. But if your dollar does still buy more. But I, I don't think car prices are gonna. I don't think an Escalade is gonna go from a hundred grand to eighty grand at some point. Yeah, no, I don't think that either. What I'm saying though is like in a relative position of you're getting paid a hundred thousand dollars versus in nineteen twenty or whatever your example is. What was the salary then in comparison to that? Right, price? that's what I'm saying. Every right, yeah. okay, yeah, no, I get that. You know, and I don't know the economics of between like the wages and yeah. and the, you know, how much products cost, but. At the end of the day, you're saying, well, I'll give them the raise, but are they going to give it back? You know what I mean? I don't, I yeah, think no. wages are going to continue to, I just to rise long term. The way I look at it is, um, I think like uh, an empo- employer and an employee need to understand that there's going to be years that are better or and are worse. So say you don't get a 6% raise this year, um, maybe you'll get that next year and inflation won't be an issue next year. Right. Because we printed the most money in history in the last history. three years. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I said I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, you dug a little there. Just because you had no no value to bring to that. Right. Yes. That's a, it's a hundred percent element. That's out of my fucking comfort zone or know of anything. And usually Dan and I are more on the same page. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. A little bit of beef. I th- on no, the I pod, actually, huh? I actually think we haven't are had on that. The, I think we haven't had that since Bobby Brad, huh? No, I think we are. <laughs> I think we are on the same it's page. That I think it's just, we don't know the true numbers. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, you don't know the the right good. questions asked. So, uh, circling back to this, um, here's the question I think that everybody was looking at is like, if you had to start over again, what are some businesses that sound interesting to you? What would you get into? And we can kind of like lump this in. Like, would you do it the same? Um, and where would you go or what would you do different? I can tell you this, that I would have been, so because I graduated and went right into a W-2 role with uh, that company and I made really good money there and I had no like expenses at all and I saved jack shit. So if I 
I don't know if I do it differently coming straight out of college because I definitely needed to make some money. So like as far as where my brain was at at that point in time, but knowing what I know now, I feel like I would have gone and worked that same job, saved that money and been able to take it. I mean, if you want to talk like dream job, like give me something, some something sports music related, um, something along those lines. But um, like for me, like gotta be investing, right? Whether it's properties or or something else um, to make my dollar work for me instead of me putting in all that work so I could have had more time for me. Sure, sure. Brad, interesting because you, uh, it's, I think, I feel like you, we fell in to a lot of what we did, right? Like we didn't go to school for recruiting, didn't go to school for insurance. It's like you grew up racing and then like fell into that after the the freak accident that you had. Yeah, so for me, um, I went to school for business. I went, I got a certificate in entrepreneurship. Like I've always known that I wanted to own a business just because I grew up in that that world. Um, but yeah, blew your hand off and oh, let's build race car parts as a business. Like that's what I decided to do because it's what I had knowledge on. And you had a network to capitalize. Yeah, I, I I had a network that it was easy an easy entry in the market for me. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it now, knowing the stuff that I've known or experienced over the last four years, I would not probably pursue the same business I'm in now. I love it. Like, don't get me wrong, like I'm doing well. Um, but I felt like it's taken too long to get where I want to versus other businesses I feel like could have scaled a lot faster. If like, that makes sense. So for me, if I was to redo it all over, it would be some sort of service-based business. Like, and like what I mean by that is like a recession-proof service-based business. Like, say, heating and cooling. You, you are always going to need heating and cooling. Like trash. The, yeah, trash services. That's like my number one thing. That's the business that I said I would start. Like, as weird as it really? is. like Dumpsters? Dumpsters. Like, dude, I'm fucking into dumpsters. Like, I've Me always too. been into dumpsters. But it's just like... There's, there's, this in your college days? I'm more into dump trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there's just a lot of money in anything service-based and it's recession-proof. Trash isn't going anywhere. You're always going to need heating and cooling. You're always going to need stuff cleaned. Mm. Um, so anything like that are the things that interest me. And that those are the types of businesses that like, like right now what I'm most interested in is like ac- acquiring businesses that are running and cash flowing them versus like a lot of people there last night, Matt, you're doing it too, are trying to cash flow real estate, which is awesome, which is great. But I'd rather jump into something that's going to like net me like 150 grand a year as opposed to paying my mortgage. The long term? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just go since it kind of goes alongside with it. I would 100% do real estate. Um, I like if I wasn't doing recruiting, I love what I do. Um, I think it's something also it recruiting is obviously not recession proof. Um, there's ebbs and flows there, but one thing it is is I don't feel like it will ever be automated. Yeah. Like it's not it's it's something that it's like are, we sell people, and people are the ultimate. Like you don't know what the fuck people are going to do. So there's there's just no way to automate it and just understand how to make the perfect hire. It's also very relationship driven as well, right? Unless we're like robots in the future, I don't I don't see any way that it's going to be automated. Certain processes, right? But again, you keep up with trends and, and stuff like that. You should be good. So I would pick real estate uh, just because I'm, I'm dipping my toes in it. I fucking love it. Like buying, selling, flipping. Also the property management, which property management, until you scale it up, there's not a lot of money in it, but using that as a lead generation tool, right? So there's people that are coming to you to manage their properties that yeah. they own for a reason, 
right? Like they don't have time. And a lot of them, they, you know, they could just be super stressed because they don't fucking like the real estate side of things. You know what I mean? So it's like an opportunity to, you're going to know the square footage of the place, the location, what condition it's in, right? What rent's going for. So you could basically easily estimate what that can sell for, right? So not only to find off-market deals, but if they want to keep it and rent it out, uh, Airbnb arbitrage, like I was saying, you know, furnish the fucking place, turn it into an Airbnb and it's all profit and none of the risk. Um, I like it. And, you know, I like the thrill of looking for a place. Uh, it's something that's interesting to me. And yes, like uh, Sam Prim talked about this uh, in one of his TikToks. It's like, you know, people are just like, well, it just depends. Like if you have all your money in real estate, eventually, you know, that real estate is going to take a turn and there's going to be a recession. It is. Yeah. But the idea is just like any type of investment, yep. like you don't fucking sell your shit low. No. Right? <laughs> if there's a recession and like, you know, the housing goes down or the prices of houses go down and even your rent goes down, which still should cover the mortgage. Which the would note. actually go the opposite way. What's that? It rent could. should go up. Yeah, if, rent yeah. would go. Yeah, rent would go up if people can't buy houses because yeah. they're going to need. But regardless, it's like, all these go down. It's like, just don't fucking like wait it out a couple of years, few years, whatever. It's like, if you want to sell and get the fuck out of it, it's like, wait till it pops back up again. Um, but it's super interesting to me. Also, 90% of millionaires are made from real estate and there's always going to need be a need for people to live. Not making live any somewhere. more of it. What's that? Not making any more land. Right. What's theirs there? <laughs> yep. That's me, Dan. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I've wanted to, I was selling, I was flipping pencils and, you know, kindergarten, all the cliche bullshit stories, whatever. So I knew I'd always wanted to start my own business. Plus I'm fucking not employable because I <laughs> can't, I can't follow corporate process. I mean, it's just fucking doesn't make any sense to me to put all these extra pieces into the process. But um, for me, would I start a different business? I mean, the business that I'm in now, um, I'm very close to being able to copy and paste my process like very, very, very close to be able to say I have two business units and I can scale that to, to five like overnight. But we're very close on that. And I think once I do that, I actually am going to um, get in something similar to what I'm doing or in the same industry, but I'm going to go the startup route. And the reason why is because, you know, you know, my number, I'll just fucking say it is 30 mil. Like I want to get to 30 mil as fast as possible. And I look at... <clears throat> people who start these startups and if you do a good job and you get investor that i mean it's crazy to me their valuations on non-profitable businesses yeah. are astronomical and they do get bought up and you do get funding and i'm not saying every business does it but i think that i do have enough experience and i've been able to show a track record at this point to be able to to obtain the funding needed to scale very quickly and have you know worry about customer acquisition costs worry about a bunch of KPIs around, you know, like to me, that's fun because that's all strategy. How does all this shit get better? And so it's a never ending build and get better thing for me. Um, and that's what I really enjoy is the idea, like, how do we solve this problem? And so um, I think that that would be the next step for me. And if I were to restart a business and I was 20 and I had no kids or anything like that, I would get into that world. But, um, you know, I probably would still start the same business that I have today if I was 26 and didn't have any money in the bank and I uh, had two kids or three kids at the time, whatever it is, you know, because the the, the barrier of entry in terms of capital investment was so low. Um, that's the only thing that made sense for me. And I tried a couple other things before that. And, 
you know, I tried cleaning roofs or like the shit stains off of roofs, you know? And it was like, oh, I tried it and I didn't like it. So, I, you know, so recruiting was the first thing that for me, I actually did enjoy and I stuck with and it worked. But um, I just, I know that there's a way to build a business and sell it to a private, private equity, equity or, yeah. you know, <laughs> something, you know, and, and that's where I went to, um, I played golf with this guy and he is a uh, part owner of a, very, very large uh, alcohol distribution company has done very, very well. Probably Anheuser Busch. <laughs> well, he was a, he, yeah, he was like a number three guy at Anheuser Busch, and then he went over to ownership um, at major brands. Major brands. Yeah, and uh, and he said, if I had to do it all over, I'd say fuck this. I'm getting into private equity. Yeah. So private equity accelerator world, like that's where I want to be. I, and actually, like, I'll just say this out loud. I want us to start an accelerator at some point for startups, you know. Um, yeah, I just think that being a part of that and, and watching companies grow and then being able to capitalize on that is a big is a big play for me. Where I, I, somebody else is running the business. Yeah, I love that. that. So, I mean, like, so, I mean, you guys know that I've kind of been exposed to that world a lot in the last six months with, you know, the deal I've been doing. And just the startup game and private equity is like, fucking insane. I mean, the stuff they do, the money that these hedge funds give these private equity firms to to purchase things is stupid. I mean, they're even doing the same thing with real estate, Matt. I mean, these hedge funds are coming in buying up thousands of units. But that's the thing. If you have 100 units, like you're, they'll pay 150% of value. Mm -hmm. 125% of value. And they won't fuck with you if you got three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they want the big guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's just like, Oh, we're gonna buy fucking ten of them for fifty million. We'll spend five hundred mil, and one of them will fucking make six hundred and fifty, and we'll all be up one hundred and fifty mil and buy another fucking private jet today. Yeah, yeah, and that's like that's the goal. The private right there. equity world is fascinating to me. Super yeah. interesting to me. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know if we had anything else that we wanted to talk about, um, but before anything, I want I knew I'll forget about this. I want to give a shout out to Jake Taylor who came last night. So Jake didn't know anybody. Um, he's 23 years old, just graduated. Oh, really? Yeah. He just graduated and he just showed up to the networking event. Apparently he's been listening to us since like the early, like the inception. Uh, also like- Poor the first, guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said to him, I, he goes, yeah, I listen to the podcast. I go, you still listen? <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, he was pumped when he had when we had Forsella on and uh, and he like follows everybody that we've had on now. Uh, and he just showed up. Like, and it's, it's pretty fucking cool because at 23, it was like, I was not doing that shit. No. Like, I was not showing up. I was not doing any of that. And uh, nice kid. Obviously, sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Really good taste in podcasts, you know? Well, obviously. Great taste. Yeah, great I mean, taste. Top 1% taste. Yeah. So, shout out, Jake. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody, anybody have anything else? No? Cool. Nah, hey, uh, I think we're going to put something up on Instagram. Uh, it, we're just curious to hear if you were going to start your own business or if you started a business already and you're thinking about starting another one, what would it be and why? Uh, we might talk about it a little bit more because this is a topic I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface. But um, yeah, uh, we will figure out what we have going on next week. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys tuning in on YouTube. Huh? Deuces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See All you right. guys. See ya. <laughs>